Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. In the name, In the name of, of Jesus, Jesus there is glorious victory. Are you thankful for the victory he brings to your life? Disease and sickness, there's power to walk in liberty through faith in his wonderful name. Oh, one more time, let's lift our hearts to him today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's glorious victory over sin, disease, and sickness, and to walk in liberty through faith in His wonderful name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, thank you, worship team. Amen. We had the all-male worship team singing to all the mothers today. So there you go. Amen. Appreciate that very much. All right. And uh, we are very honored to have Brother Tom O'Daniel with us here today. And I, you know... We could say a lot about him, and uh, I don't even know all of the different hats that he has worn and maybe is still wearing today. I don't know. What I do know, what I do know is that this is a man that him and his wife, early on in life, dedicated their lives solely to the ministry of the gospel early on. Spent many years in overseas as missionaries, and I don't know how old he was when he got his license and started preaching and all that good stuff. He still kind of looks like a kid to me. I, I know he's older than me, but he doesn't have any wrinkles for some reason. Man. But we do appreciate Brother Tom very much, and it's uh, kind of fitting here today that he's with us, and uh, it was uh, 16, 16 years ago today that we opened the doors and had our first service, and we dedicated that first service. It was on Mother's Day, and we dedicated it in honor of the uh, of Sister Ruth O'Daniel, Brother Tom's mother, and uh, amen. I do know one thing. The O'Daniels are great friends of Sister Catherine and I. We love them very much. And Brother Tom, come and minister the word of the Lord to us here today. God bless you. Amen. Amen. So glad you are here with us. Thank you, Pastor Noel, and praise the Lord, everyone. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, you, you go away for a few years and people forget. You know, we give the Trinitarians a hard time because they just repeat Matthew 28, 19. And I said, praise the Lord, and all y'all did was repeat it. Amen. The Africans taught me that when you say praise the Lord, you... To them, you, they say, hallelujah. And then your response is, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated today. It is my distinct privilege to be with you on this Mother's Day. And I appreciate uh, 
how this church has remembered my mother, Ruth O'Daniel, and she was a great mother. We were blessed to have her. Got two sisters here with me today. Uh, you know, Paul wrote and talked about Timothy. Timothy had his grandmother and his mother who had that unfeigned faith. And so Paul was convinced it was going to be in Timothy also, and it was there. And uh, I was blessed to have a grandmother who I never met. She was dead before I was born, but she was, had that unfeigned faith. And then my mother had that unfeigned faith, and I praise God for what she passed on to us. Hallelujah. It is good, again, to be here with my sisters, particularly I have a special statement for my older sister, May, who lost her son this last couple of weeks, lost her other son just a few years ago, and she said to me today, she said, when they asked for the mothers to come up, she says, am I a mother? I said, yes. Yes. In fact, when I was just about six years old, she tried to convince me she was my mother. But even though I was a young lad, I was still pretty decent at math, and I figured out she was just 12 years old when I was born. So she couldn't be my mother. But she did help raise me. And uh, I, I used to, you know, I believe that she loved me. She, she used to warm up. I, I would sleep with her when I was just a little boy. She would warm up a blanket for me. And when I went to bed, she would put it over me. It felt so good. But one time I woke up in the middle of the night and that blanket had cooled down. I tried to convince her she needed to get up and warm it again. She wouldn't do it. But she has been... Very precious to me. I have two lovely sisters. I am blessed. Uh, my younger sister back there had a stroke, but she's gaining strength. And I heard today her husband let her drive to church. Hallelujah. Now, I did say I was kind of glad I'd already arrived. I was off the road. I was safe. Hallelujah. So God bless my family's here, got some nephew, nieces, great nieces, great, great nieces. Whoa, I get old if I start thinking about it. Hallelujah. Well, I, by God's grace, want to speak to you for a few minutes. Pastor asked me if I would speak today, and I agreed to it, even though I hadn't really thought through the fact that uh, how exhausting this week was going to be. You know, grief is exhausting. Uh, Jack, who I think most, if not all of you knew, was my nephew, but he was also like, he was only just seven years younger than me. He was like my brother and uh, my best friend. And uh, very hard to lose. You know, you're not supposed to outlive your, ki outlive your kids. Not supposed to outlive your nephews and nieces either. And, uh, well, it's hard to lose any family. It's really hard to lose those that are younger than you. But I thank God there was a beautiful, beautiful uh, funeral took place in Boise, Idaho, very well attended. And uh, thank God for Patty's having the strength of four children who love God and love her and uh, three uh, daughters-in-laws, a son-in-law who love her and they're even only one lives in the city of Boise, they're there to support her, and the others were there being strength to her. So, but continue to remember her. We were all around her this last week, but they're going to be moving back, going wherever their lives have taken them, and it's going to be challenging for her. But today I want to preach to you, God is love. Probably the most famous or best known scripture in the Bible is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. Now that word world there, when we say it, we're usually thinking about the planet Earth and God's creation. And God did love his creation. And we need to sometimes be reminded it is God's creation. And I'm not one of those quote-unquote tree huggers. But at the same time, I acknowledge we need to be concerned about God's planet. Amen. Because it is important to God. But the real epitome of God's creation, if you please, was mankind. And when it says God so loved the world, it's talking about God loves mankind. And he loves it with a special kind of love. Uh, Having been blessed to have been a missionary and have done some traveling. In fact, I just got back from Africa just a couple of weeks ago. We went over for the 50th anniversary of the founding of the church in Kenya. And uh, they dedicated a new conference center they'd built there. And they invited us back as special guests, which we were very honored to be there. And it was great to see how the continuation of the work was going on. (laughs) And uh, this may seem a little strange to those of you who are just familiar with America, but uh, one of the ways you know if you're rich in Africa is if you drive a car. And by that definition, probably just about everyone in this room is rich. Amen. You know, we, we read that scripture for God. Uh, uh, it's easier for a camel to call through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to enter to heaven. We say, well, I'm not worried about that one because I'm not rich. But compared to the rest of the world, folks, we're rich. But anyway, when I went back to Kenya, when we were there as missionaries some 30 years ago, there might have been one pastor who drove a car, and we had about 200 pastors. But I went back and went to the conference center, and there was at least a two dozen cars there. Our preachers are driving cars. Hallelujah. Now, not that I'm excited that they have cars, but it's a statement, a reaffirmation that if you love God and will dedicate your life to him, he will take care of you. You pay your tithes and you will be blessed. Amen. And so our preachers over there are driving cars these days. God is doing good things. But as I, what brought me to that point was the fact that while I was there, I was... I was excited because my Swahili started coming back. You know, with language, usually you either use it or lose it. And I don't speak much Swahili here in America, but when I was over there just a few days, I started speaking Swahili again. And I was very excited about that. But you know, different languages put accents and put different uh, significance to different words. Well, the Greeks, which the New Testament was written in, the Greeks put a lot of emphasis on love. In fact, there's at least four different words the Greeks use for love. Philia, which is basically brotherly love. Philadelphia, philia, brotherly love. Philanthropy, uh, to love. Uh, They have storge, which is like family love. Eros, which is love uh, of usually between sexes, hopefully, hallelujah, amen. But there's another kind of love, word for love, agape. And that's God's love. God's love is special. And God's love only really comes from him. You know, we have love. This is Mother's Day, and probably the best analogy or best thing that we can observe here on earth among human beings is the way a mother loves. And that's a very special love. But even the love that a mother has is not quite God's love. And that's not saying anything against mothers. Because hallelujah, I already expressed the fact I was blessed to have a loving mother. But God's love is extra special. 
It's that agape love. God is love, the Scripture tells us. It's His very nature. You cannot experience God other than experiencing somebody who is love. Again, a mother's love is special. And uh, (laughs) one thing you learn if you spend much time visiting wildlife, got some of it here in America, but Africa, we were blessed with a whole lot of it. One of these, these things, one of the things we did when returning over there was to go spend a few days in a game park observing the animals, which is so relaxing to me. But one thing you know for certain, while those animals are wild and they can be dangerous, you have to be extra cautious if it's a mother with a young one. Because a mother's love for a child is very special. <laughs> it wasn't this time, but one time years ago, I was down in Tanzania, and we were in, uh, out in a game park, and we were in a, one of the, what they call a combi, which has a pop top on it where you could stand up and, and look out of it and see the animals. And uh, we saw this lioness that had a cub, and we went over to, to get a closer look at the lioness. And because others saw we were there, they came over to see too. And so that lioness kind of got surrounded. We were the first one there. And it may, that may have been the reason that when she got surrounded, she got real concerned. She had her cub with her. And so she decided to charge our combi. Now, the excuse I gave was I was standing up. And I got down so the other people could get a better picture. But uh, that was kind of scary being charged by a lioness because a mother with a cub is especially dangerous. We are blessed there. We've moved in the last uh, two years there in uh, the St. Louis area with Urshan College, which I think God is doing well. In fact, they just had their graduation Friday night. I wasn't able to be there, but graduated 58 students. Hallelujah. God's good. We're moving forward. Uh, The college moved, oh, about three years ago from Florissant out to Wentzville, about 20, 25 miles away because we outgrew our facilities there. We got new facilities that was larger. And uh, I commuted for a year back and forth, and I'm not, I don't really enjoy commuting, so I said, we got to move closer to the college, even though I'm kind of in my process of retirement. I'm down to half time now. got a half contract. This is not where I'm comfortable at 70 years of age. Yeah, I am older than you, Pastor. But anyway, we moved out closer. Well, God blessed us. We found a house during COVID. Not that, not happy, but a, the person that had lived there before had died, and it was a trustee that had it lived down in Texas. And because of COVID, nobody was going to look at it. And so they had it on the market well below what it was worth. And uh, even though it was more than I thought I could afford, I thought, boy, that's a beautiful home, right location. And I called a friend of mine who was a, uh, a real estate agent. I said, offer him $50,000 less than they're asking. I play golf with him. He's a close friend, so he texted me back. He said, I might get him down 5000 I said, offer him 50000 less anyway. Well, they didn't take that, but they came down 25000 and then offered us $3,000 closing costs. And so we bought the house. We got a lovely home, which God blessed us with. But one of the things that we're happy about, it's a, it's a condo side-by-side villa. We look out the back, and down below there's a creek. There's trees and then the creek. Right now, with the, the leaves have just coming on the trees. They've been off for about six months. It's a, it's a lovely setting. But one of the things we have in the wintertime is the eagles come and winter there. And we've really enjoyed watching the eagles, the bald eagles and The other day, I was looking out back, looking down, and am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? There was a duck, a duck chasing an eagle. 
Now, that's not what I would call normal, but I put two plus two together. It must have been a mother duck who had some young ones. And I don't care if you are an eagle, you don't mess with my kids. And that duck chased the eagle off. A mother's love is very special. And that is something most of us can relate to. But God's love is even greater than a mother's love. And if we can get a hold of that today, I think each and every one of us can be blessed by that. For God so loved. God loves you and God loves me. And that's a very special kind of love. In fact, God loves so much that he gave his only begotten son. The only begotten son. And that word there, begotten, is important because there are some that teach that what they call eternal sonship. But we apostolics say, no, it wasn't eternal. That's, he was a begotten son. His sonship began in the womb of Mary. In the womb of Mary, deity fused, if you please, with humanity. Hallelujah. And he gave his life a ransom for many. He was fully God and fully man. Why do they call, does the scripture call him son? Because humanity was the sonship. And God could not die, but he had to become a man so the man could die. Because mankind was separated from God. And God was not pleased being separated from man. This thing called sin had caused a gulf between God and man that could only be bridged, if you please, by the death of a sinless man. And so God became a man. God loved us so much. Loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. My sister has just lost a son in the last two weeks. I lost a son some 20 years ago in a car accident. I got a new appreciation for God giving his only begotten son after I lost a son. Oh, that's love. For God would give his son for me. And it gave me some comfort, if you please. But then... When you're wrestling with grief, you know, sometimes you got some questions for God. Maybe you can even get, quote, unquote, a little bit of an argument with God. And I'm going to tell you right now, God doesn't get angry because of that. God understands. But I said, God, you gave your son, yes, but you knew he was going to resurrect in three days. And God spoke back to me and says, you know yours is going to resurrect too. You just don't know yet. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There was an interesting story, if you've ever seen it. If you go on YouTube, you can find it. It's called Peace Child. About missionaries that went to some island in the Pacific somewhere, if I remember correctly. Uh, they went to be missionaries there. It was Missionaries, I'm not sure what denomination they were. But they got there, and they spent all the time to learn the language. They were working with a tribe that missionaries had never worked with before. And they learned the language well enough that they begin to tell the story of Jesus Christ. And they were very disconcerted to find out that when they told the story, that these tribal people thought Judas was a hero. Because he had made money by turning on his friend. They thought that was a hero. Missionaries were very disconcerted about that. How can we preach Jesus Christ when these people don't understand the concept? 
But then as they were there a while longer, they learned about when two tribes were warring with each other, that they would, after a while, maybe decide they wanted to have peace. But the peace wouldn't last long because they were competing over different goods. And the only way they could have continuing peace is they would come together and the chief of each tribe would give one of their sons to the other tribe. And the other tribe would give their son to them. And then the two tribes wouldn't fight because they might be fighting against the chief's son. And so they preached Jesus Christ to these tribal people, saying Jesus Christ was a peace child. And when they heard that, Judas was no longer a hero. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave us a peace child. Humanity and deity was separated by a gulf, and the bridge was Jesus Christ, and the love of God made that possible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believest on him Hallelujah. I pray and trust that every one of you believe on Jesus Christ today. But I want to tell you that believing on Jesus Christ is sometimes more than a lot of people realize. Amen. When I believe on Jesus Christ, I have to believe that he is the Father God manifested in the flesh. Amen. John 8, 24, Jesus said, unless you believe that I am he, referring to the Father, you're going to die in your sins. God gave us his son so we could believe on him and believe that he was God manifested in the flesh. Believe that he died, he was buried, and he rose again because that's what the gospel is. The gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, resurrection. We just celebrated Easter, not too many weeks ago. Thank God for Jesus coming. And I believe on that. But again, believing is sometimes more than we realize it is because believing and obeying are two sides of the same coin. Amen. If I told you that there was a meteorite that was just about to hit the, this building right here and everything in this room was going to be obliterated. If you believe me, you would leave the room. Amen. Believing and obeying are two sides of the same coin because the book of 2 Thessalonians, Paul writes, in chapter 1 and verse 8, and he says, we have to obey the gospel. Amen. Is that up there? 2 Thessalonians 1 and 8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some people say, well, I believe the gospel. I believe Jesus came. I believe he died. I believe he was buried. I believe that he rose again. But if you believe that, you have to obey the gospel. Well, how do I obey the gospel? You have to die out to your sins. The Sunday school lesson this morning was talking about it. Repent. Die like Jesus died. Then you have to be buried with him in baptism in his name. And then you have to receive the Holy Ghost and be resurrected to newness of life. That's obeying the gospel, Acts 2.38. If you believe, you will obey. You can say you believe, but if you don't obey, you don't really believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him, will obey the gospel. And if you do not believe, or excuse me, if you do not obey, you have not believed. Why do you believe? 
so that you should not perish. For God so loved the world, he gave his only. There was a reason for his giving his son, so that we wouldn't perish. Again, Sister Reyes this morning teaching the Sunday school class. Since people need to preach about hell more. Hell is a real place, folks. Amen. It's a real place. It's a literal place. And our perishing is dying without God. We will go to that literal place. Hell. Oh. How can we say God loves us if he would send us to a place like that? He doesn't want you to go there. That's why he sent his son. He loved you so much that he gave his son so you wouldn't go there. That you should not perish. You see, God is not only a God of love, he's also a God of righteousness. Amen. Some people love the idea of a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of grace, and rightfully so, for that he is. But he's also a God of righteousness. And righteousness requires that sin has to be taken care of. That's why we repent and get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. The scripture says it's appointed unto man once to die in Hebrews 9, 27. And then cometh the judgment. Yes, God is love. God loves you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. He went so far as to robe himself in flesh so you wouldn't. Amen. That you should not perish but have everlasting life. Again, perishing is not God's plan for you. That's not what he wants for you. His plan for you is everlasting life. And he went to the very extent of giving the life of his son, his flesh on humanity. Greater love hath no man that he would give his life for a friend. That's why he gave his son. Folks, eternity is a long time. A long time. A long time. Now, <laughs> it's been quite a few years ago, folks. When I was in high school over here in Kennewick, Washington, math was my thing. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Math was my thing. And I remember taking calculus, and they, there's a proof, and I couldn't even give it to you anymore. I used to know it, but I can't. I, it's been too many years ago. But they talked about if you put 1 over x, I just had a lot of people check out on me. Stay with me just a little moment here, please. As X gets bigger, that fraction gets smaller. If it's 1 over 2, it's 1 half. If it's 1 over 3, it's 1 third. If it's 1 over 4, it's 1 fourth. And as that number gets bigger, it gets, the number gets smaller. Everybody, that's pretty simple. You get that, right? Well, as X approaches infinity, that number keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the proof is it's actually equal to zero. As X approaches infinity, one over infinity is zero. Our life on earth, if we live to be 70, 80, 90, Dieter, 100, 110, even 120, by God's grace, it's still equal to zero compared to eternity. So yes, life on earth is important to us, but everlasting life is so much more important than our life here on earth. Because no matter how long we live on earth, compared to eternity, 
is not anything. Heaven is a real place. Hell is a real place, but heaven is also. Hallelujah. You see, our God has gone away to prepare a place for us. Hallelujah. And he's coming back to this earth to take us with him, to live with him for eternity. Hallelujah. He wants us to have everlasting life. That's how much God loves you. That he gave his own son to make that possible. Many of us have been blessed here on earth to have people who love us. Jack's funeral was this last week on Wednesday. There was a couple of hundred people there. People had flown up from Florida, Indiana. We came from St. Louis, other places. He was loved. If you knew Jack, he was a lovable guy. He was loved. And we are blessed when we have humans that love us. But unfortunately, man's love is fallible. My wife is not here today. She does send her greetings. We had Chinese last night. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but she's had a miserable night up and down, up and down. Uh, didn't hit her right. And so she apologized for not being able to be here. But this year, my wife and I will have been married 51 years. Hallelujah. Last year, we celebrated our 50th. I've been blessed to have a lovely woman that's loved me for 51 years. Hallelujah. Others have had people they love, but they found out that love was fallible. Man's love is fallible, but God's isn't. God's love will never fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's love will never fail us. It's his very nature. He cannot stop loving us. God's love passeth all understanding. I use the analogy, the closest thing maybe we can experience here on earth other than God's love is, is the love of a mother. But unfortunately, there's even some mother's loves that have failed some people. I never had that, and I praise God that I didn't. It's hard for me to imagine that. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here this morning, but the idea of abortion... That is so contrary to nature. A mother's love for a child is the strongest human love there is. They're, quote-unquote, threatening Supreme Court justices because maybe they're going to overthrow this Roe versus Wade decision that was made so many years ago. That... It's hard for me to understand because a mother's love is such a strong love, but even a mother's love can fail. And there may be even some in this room when I talk about a mother's love that has never experienced a mother's love that was really special. And if you happen to be that kind of a person, if you know somebody like that, I'm so sorry that might be true for some. But I'm here today to say to you again, God's love never, never, never fails. His love passeth all understanding. There have been some of us that have done some things that, if you look at it rationally, you might say, well, God doesn't love that person anymore, but that's not the case. I don't care what you have done in the past. God still loves you. For God so loved the world, including you, that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. Will you stand with me today? And if you've never experienced the love of God, I pray today that maybe something that has been said, maybe the Spirit of God has touched you, and you've felt maybe that love, or been reminded of that love. Maybe there's somebody here who's saying, I've done some things that I'm not sure. How could God still love me? I remind you again, His love never fails. Never, never, never fails. God loves you. All you have to do is to believe on Him. And that means obeying His gospel. And He wants you to live with Him for eternity in heaven. Is there anybody that desires for somebody to pray with you that you might feel the love of God in a special way today? This altar is open. I encourage you to come. Yeah, we don't want to linger long. It's Mother's Day and we want to have time to spend with our mothers. But even on Mother's Day, we can still experience the love of God. God bless you today as they prepare to play. I invite any one of you to come and experience God's love. A love that never fails. Alamato Jesus, we love you today. We acknowledge you, Lord. We acknowledge that you died on a cross for our salvation. And that you desire for us to obey the gospel, to believe on you and to experience the saving of our souls so we can have that everlasting life that is your desire and desire for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother O'Daniel. Come on, why don't we just come spend about just a few minutes here. If you, if you have a special need this morning, amen, if you'll come down and, and uh, we will help pray with you that the Lord would minister to you here today. You need a miracle, whatever you need today, but at a minimum, how about if you're, if you're a son or a daughter and your mother is here or your mother is still alive, at the very least, how about we come down, we lift our heart to the Lord, and we say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for my mom. Hallelujah. How about it this morning? Praise God. Moms, come down and thank the Lord for your children. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's it. Come on. Let's just give him some praise and Open your heart. Give him thanks here for a few minutes. Hallelujah. That's it. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You are so worthy, Lord. That's it. Oh, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How about, here's something special. Why don't you, if your mother is here today, why don't you go stand to your mom and, and uh, hallelujah, put your hand on her shoulder or lift her, lift her hand toward heaven and, and pray together. Tell her that you love her and that you're thankful that she is that she is here with you in the house of the Lord today. Come on, how about it? Hallelujah. 
Pray and be dismissed and uh, enjoy, amen, enjoy this day, hallelujah, make it special, praise God. One more time, and if you have not had an opportunity, some of you may have never had an opportunity to meet Brother Tom O'Daniel, please, if you have not, go up, shake his hand, introduce yourself to him, and uh We'll see him again here probably in the near future. So he's got to come back and golf. I mean, it just has to. All right, one more time. Heavenly Father, we are so very thankful, Lord. Thankful for so many things, Lord. But most of all, 
We thank you that you chose us, that you drew us out of, oh God, out of a multitude of people, Lord. And you showed us, amen, you showed us your love to us, God. And no love has ever been equal to that. We thank you for those words, God, of encouragement today. Because we believe it's the love that we have for you, the love you have for us, and the love that we have one for another that is going to be the anchor, God, to get us, Lord, to that place where one day we can live with you, hallelujah, for eternity, God. We pray your blessing upon Brother Tom and his family, we pray a healing, God, upon his dear wife, Terry. Lord, you know the needs that are still here today. We pray, God, even as we go, that you would minister to us, Lord. And we promise you that we'll give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Lord bless you. See you Wednesday night, Lord willing. Hallelujah.